And I was just wondering, okay, the last time we saw Fife and Naomi, they were kissing. And so I was like, how did we get from vertical to horizontal? <laughs> like, I missed something here. <laughs> it's the best thing I've heard all day. And I've heard a lot of good things today. This makes so much sense. It makes sense. <laughs> Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about Private Practice Season 3, Episode 19. Episode 19, Eyes Wide Open, was written by Jesse Seigelstein, I hope I'm saying that correctly, and directed <laughs> by Eric Stoltz. It aired on April 1st, 2010. Enjoy! What if I was just like, April Fools, this episode's not real! <laughs> right! <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> what? What? Like, we just wanted to say hi. Yeah. Hey guys, pretend episode again. <laughs> like that time. Oh my god, when we recorded, I think it was a crossover and the oh. audio didn't oh my god. Flashback. Oh god. PTSD to that. Girl, I remember like it was yesterday. Horrible. I know. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so patient breakdown. We have first notes and miscellaneous per usual. We have Kayla Lindy, who is pregnant and in a coma. We have baby number one, number two, and number three. Nobody has names. Nobody really, you know, gets a spotlight except for that first baby out. Um, And they are premature. I was surprised that we didn't get more, you know, insight onto them. Although I guess it has really been, they tried to make us see both sides of that between um, between the two families and their um, (laughs) issues. We'll say that. Yes, yes. But I, I feel like we should have gotten like, Baby number one has ABCD. Baby number two has EFGH, you know? Right, right. More specific. Exactly, exactly. And then we have Oscar Schmidt, who has arthritis and prostate cancer. And then we have a section in all caps that I have chosen to call, Hello, Amelia. So nice to see you. Yeah, she deserves her own section, okay? She does, she does. I have, of course, like a bit of her stuff in Kayla Lindy's, but then I have oh, some, some overall Amelia stuff in, in that section. Amazing. Our One of our patrons, Margot, sent in a very long voice memo that I think you yes. might, I haven't listened to it yet, TBH, because she okay. just sent it a minute ago, but oh, um, I think we might break it up and like have a segment like we have our science with sarah segment we'll have an um what did she call what did i call her i said you can be our resident amelia scholar or something like that oh i love that (laughs) yes yes yeah so we'll see what margo has to say we love to chat with her on our patreon zooms and love margo yeah we have our own little like um instagram chat with her so yes yeah margo is is a wonderful we love them she's the best yes the best the best so uh, let me see. Okay. I'm going to start with first notes today. Great. This is a private practice, spoiler free podcast. <laughs> I have seen it. Melissa has not. Our other guest yes. hosts have not, but this is not a Grey's Anatomy spoiler free podcast. So as Amelia enters the show, we are going to have quite a few things to say about mm-hmm. her and her growth and what's going on with her in current seasons and just mm-hmm. spoilers in that way as lo- as as well as like you know Addison things right as they have been so if it is from a Grey's episode this year so if you're listening in the future hello how is it I hope it's better than now but <laughs> <laughs> this is anything before season 18 is we're going to say it. Great. Anything pre-season 18, so anything COVID season or before, we're not going to give you a spoiler tag. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So um, if you have any questions, feel free to email us. If you have any yeah. thoughts, feel free to email us per usual, bhabpodcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to see Amelia. I, Me um, too. She's, you know a big a big fave of mine yeah it's been Mm -hmm. it's been a long time coming waiting for her arrival so I'm glad she's finally here 
there's so much to go. (laughs) All right. What is your first note for season three, episode 19? My first note is Charlotte not recognizing Pete's baby. That was just very funny to me. (laughs) But I guess in in her defense, I guess she wouldn't have been spending a lot of time with the baby Addison has mostly. So, yeah. Um, but that was just, that really tickled me. <laughs> Especially because Charlotte lives with Violet. Right. Yeah. Right. Not that like, we've seen Violet yeah. for a long time, but right. Exactly. That's the thing. I guess Violet hasn't been there. So, but, um, but yeah, it was just, that just tickled me that she was like, whose baby is <laughs> My first note is, it's only been three years and some change since Derek and Addison officially divorced. And I'd say mm-hmm. less than five years since they separated. I know that Derek has a lot of sisters, mm-hmm. but like also social media was totally a thing in 2010. And, mm-hmm. and on top of like, let's just say, okay, Addison wouldn't have a Facebook because really it was like only Facebook really back then for someone right. of her age. Um, but with the status that Amelia obviously has in the neuro community to be on Dr. Ginsburg's team like that, she's bound to have published some study or have been published in a magazine that Addie mm. has read mm. or Sam has read, right? If we're right. going to say like Addison only focuses on neonatal and babies, sure. Mm. But I, I just feel like Addison not knowing that Amelia even was in neuro at all is a little far-fetched for me. Yeah, right. That would make sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. That it wouldn't be that... That information wouldn't be that concealed, right? In, like, yeah. their community. Exactly. Because friends that I have who are either in medicine, in mm-hmm. research, in some sort of academic track for their... Mm-hmm. Um, academic or surgical track for their careers... Mm-hmm. The whole Mm -hmm. thing is like, I need to be published this year. I need to have a few publications. I need at least, you know, have a secondary authorship of this in order to be considered for grad school or considered for this fellowship or anything of that, of that nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a line later that when Charlotte was talking to, I think Sheldon, she was like, I'm Mm -hmm. trusting a 20 year old. And I was like, there's also no way that Amelia is 20. No, no, exactly. And that's why I was like, are they, is that sarcasm? Because surely she's not supposed to be that young. Likely she's like 26 or 27. Okay. Okay. That sounds more. Because with both Maggie and Lexi having skipped grades, Mm -hmm. it is not that common for people to skip grades. So we can't have Maggie, Lexi, and Amelia have skipped that many grades for Amelia to be 20 years old. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> no, none. Yeah. My only other first note is mm-hmm. when Addison is wrapping up, she goes, I got to get it back to the nanny. But Charlotte literally just said that the nanny didn't show up. So where are you going? Addison, <laughs> where, where are you going? Are you going to take a drive? Right. Did it, did it not <laughs> register? She's just making excuses to spend more time with Lucas. <laughs> yes, exactly. Do you have any more first notes? Um, just that I thought that Addison was giving some Jackie Kennedy realness in her black and white ensemble. Yeah, with that Peter Pan um, yeah. collar. I did notice yes, that. Yes, it felt very, very first lady. The The necklace, the the drop necklace was an interesting addition, I thought. But but yeah, I thought it looked nice and very classic. Um and just the intensity of uh, Dr. Ginsburg's energy was very, we, I felt like we knew who she was <laughs> or who yeah. she was going to be right away based yeah. off of how she entered. Um, and just Amelia with a lot of exclamation points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Embargo, our, our Amelia scholar, she, right after our patron Zoom, sent me this video that I'm going to input after this sentence. Amelia, um, This is a spoiler alert for season 18. If you have not watched season 18, fast forward 30 seconds Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) So we are recording this um, March 17th, 2022. And tonight is an episode where it looks like something steamy might happen with Dr. Kai Bartley and Dr. Amelia Shepard. So we know now 
officially that Amelia is queer. How she identifies herself, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Queer in some way. I think that's about 30 seconds, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's all. It's also been like, you know, there are, you know, phrases here and there, phrases here and there alluding to it. Mm-hmm. Like saying that Amelia had a crush on Karina. Um, I feel like when all this stuff happened with Teddy and Allison and Owen being mad that Allison is named after, you know, Teddy's, like, the love mm-hmm. of Teddy's life, as she says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there have just been quite a few things that have shown that Amelia is queer in some way, even before yeah. she was in a relationship with anyone other than, you know, a um, assigned male at birth, cisgender male. Mm-hmm. So Margot sent this video to clear some things up. I think one of the, one of, and then in terms of exploring um, Amelia's sexuality, I think one of the, one of the things that has been like debated online, people weren't aware uh, of kind of what her, how she identified or what her sexuality was, but actually she was written originally as a queer character in that first episode on private practice, uh, the originally in that first script, she was in a relationship with the professor that she was doing a fellowship with. Um, And for whatever reason, I think time or whatever, some of the lines that indicated that didn't make it to the final cut, but she was always conceived of as as a queer character. Um, And so, and I think we have kind of like tipped our hat to it throughout the series. She's been married to Obviously, she was married to Owen, and uh, she's been in a relationship with Link. Um, uh, but she, uh, you know, had a crush on Karina, and I think people have been talking about that. Like, she's 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 always been queer, and right. um, and so I think this is we finally have an opportunity to see it on screen, and that's that's really nice. Yeah, it's super exciting, and the fans' response. I mean, were you blown away by how excited people were? I mean, yeah, it was, so, what was so nice was that um, you really felt that uh, that people were like hungry for this representation and they were hungry to see Amelia again, who they've had a relationship with for 12 years and who, you know, uh, this uh, part of her sexuality has been like mentioned but not explored. Uh, they were hungry to see that like play out um, and and that it's being played out, I think, in a really beautiful, grounded way. Again, like, Dr. Kai Bartley is not just a, you know, like a love interest. They, they are a character who has their own career and their own um, uh, perspective and their own, you know, talents and groundedness. Yeah. So with that video, I watched especially these opening scenes in a very different way. Mm. I feel like Amelia is always like a sort of flirty person, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you can tell that there is something besides a teacher student or boss employee relationship there, even mm. just the way that they're looking at each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to know what those lines are that were cut. With Dr. Ginsburg. Yeah. Between yeah to solidify that relationship yeah because it was a yes and that that actually makes a lot of sense because I too after watching uh the video of Katerina explaining that kind of like unspoken but alluded to yeah uh character choice for Amelia and it it makes like perfect sense to me and I and I think so too even like you know even like the uh, the flirty moments that she has with Sam and saying oh my gosh so you're like you know you, you're, still, you're hot. still hot <laughs> yeah you're still hot like things like that and it's just like I think that she's just like I think that if she thinks you're attractive like you know she's going to speak or like act on it whatever like I just gather that in her personality um but I will say specifically with Dr. Ginsburg that that it did seem like there was a level of intensity there that it's just like, you have to like, almost like you have to be close with someone, like pretty close with someone to be able to like allow them to speak to you that way. And it didn't come like as a shock to Amelia. I felt like, I felt like 
this is something like y'all have talked to each other like this before. Exactly. It personally evolved in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Amelia yeah. is like David Rose in which um, from Schitt's Creek famously said that he likes the wine. He doesn't care about the label. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's the way to say it. Yeah. So it's, it's very, I'm, I'm very excited to, you know, on this rewatch, look yeah. at that in that way. Yeah, 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 for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. I know New information. a lot of people <laughs> ship Amelia and Charlotte. That's yeah, like a thing. Oh wow, I did. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, oh, wow. don't look into it too much because you'll find things okay. out. But um, that okay. is that, yeah, that is a thing that people okay, ship. interesting. Yeah. Okay, wow, I can't wait to 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 see what that looks like. I know. <laughs> so. We're going to go over Kayla, Lindy, and babies number one, two, and three in this section. Great. I, I keep forgetting that Vanessa and Sam are together. I just keep forgetting. Yeah. Right. Yes. It is not a very prominent relationship in the in the overall storytelling, I feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just very much like Vanessa having a differing opinion from Addison and Sam not taking Vanessa's side simply because they're together I feel like she expects him to take her side yeah yeah I think so too yeah Yeah. and I I don't even think that she's necessarily wrong for uh expecting that but um I think that aside from like Sam probably genuinely like even from a doctoral standpoint Mm -hmm. thinking that Addison is right exactly you know they they have history that's just the you know the the truth yeah proven proven correct there Mm mm-hmm so as we talked about when we covered season three, episode 18, how Charlotte let the husband into the room, whose name is escaping me at this very moment. Mm-hmm. Her, Eddie. Eddie, yes, thank you. Eddie Lindy. <laughs> Charlotte letting him into that room is so unlike her character, especially in the hospital. She's mm-hmm. always following the rule books, the letter of the law. She is the chief of staff at St. Ambrose Hospital, and she takes such pride in that. Mm-hmm. I'm really unsure why she did it. Um, I'm also really unsure why she's telling Sheldon about it now. Yeah, me too. The surgery was tense with all of them in that room. It sure was, yeah. <sighs> Tensions were high, and yeah. I was like following Amelia's eyeballs for guidance they were like so she was doing so much acting with her eyes and that, that eye acting mm-hmm. I just I'm on another Grey's Anatomy rewatch because I am unwell wonderful <laughs> and I just watched the um the train episode and so all I keep thinking of is Kayla mm-hmm. Lindy being Bonnie and how uh-huh. the other another operation that was as tense as this one was with Bonnie and Meredith is like, we have to help her. We have an obligation. That's exactly how she sounds. <laughs> yeah. And then Bailey calls time of death. It made me so sad. Mm. How did you like a couple episodes ago when I was like, Monica Kina must have a uh-huh. clause in her contract that she can't make it out of Shondaland alive. How did you like that that I threw to you? Girl, see? And I, I didn't even like, didn't even realize, didn't even piece it together at the point. Yeah, at that time, a little prediction. See, because so many episodes, like they have a three episode arc. Obviously, we see that, but mm-hmm. so many other private practice episodes, we just would have ended it on that. Yeah, I actually like. I appreciate when they spend a little bit more time on the patients because I feel like realistically, like that's how it is. You know, it's not like you always solve a case the same day that the patient is admitted. So yeah, it's. I like when we get to get to know them a little bit. There was a patient recently like that on one of the um, more recent episodes of the current Grey's Anatomy series. The the woman who was kind of like an influencer, oh, um, yeah. and she was working with Maggie's husband. Yeah, Winston. Um, yeah, Winston. Winston. Yes, and the actress who had guest starred. And it's so funny because just literally maybe a couple weeks before, I had started following her on Instagram because she's kind of like a acting coach. Um, and then she like was a guest star on the on the show like That's just so a couple cool. weeks later and I was like full circle. So. Yeah, it's either like they stay with people for a long time, like with her mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. with Luna's mom mm-hmm. or um I or M- Mandy Moore's character in very earlier season with the shooting. She's on for a bunch yes. of episodes. Yes. 
or they just have one episode and then they're gone. Right. Right. Short lived. (laughs) Yeah. I was also thinking of watching super early Greys. Those babies Mm -hmm. who were born are now 18. Oh my Lord. Imagine if they would like come back and they'd be like, oh, Meredith, you delivered me. Don't you? Like I, your name is on my chart. But now I have, I don't know, now I'm trying to get pregnant. Like, will you deliver my, something like that. Look at that. We're literally giving the Grey's writers material on a platter. Yeah. I actually, like, love that. That's such a cool plot. Yeah, I love when previous (laughs) characters come. Like, when um, the beauty queen from the pilot episode came back Mm -hmm. for Meredith's trial. I love that. I loved that so much. Yep. Yeah, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Just some fan service. Yep. Yeah. We appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) My last note for Kayla, Lindy, and this whole, you know, trauma that we've all been Mm -hmm. through with them Mm -hmm. is that that Lindy family better have zero medical bills when this is over. Honestly, please. Yes. They need to be overlooked (laughs) because they've been through it. Yeah. And the husband has been so hopeful yeah. <laughs> along the way like it was just like breaking my heart I yeah know, I know do you have any more for Kayla or babies one two or three? no I don't have much for them no I don't not much I was really focused on the other things in this episode of course yeah. <laughs> or pulling <Yeah>. focus <laughs> <laughs> so next we're covering Oscar Schmidt did he look familiar to okay. you not from the jump, but now that you're you're gonna tell me, and I'm gonna be like, ah, it's really old guy from early seasons of Grey's. Really, they would have they would have lunch in his room because he was in a coma and he was really old. Oh my and gosh. then he woke up from his coma, and Izzy uh-huh. was helping him, and then he died before he could go home. Oh yes, I remember because I was like, they actually called him really old guy, right? Really old guy, yeah. See. Oh my gosh, uh, they gave him another job. I love that. land is loyal. Right? I am very happy to tell all of you, dear listeners, that as of this day, he is still alive and well and enjoying life oh, on Earth at 92 years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so incredible and ironic because I don't know if you or the listeners remember that like Charlotte kind of alluded to, like she was like, He's made it to 80 years old. Like yeah. he's with his good help, he'll like the chances of him making it to 100 are high. And I just thought that was like very encouraging to hear. Yeah, so, statistically. 92. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so wonderful. I wonder if he's still working, you know? Yeah. I'm guessing he's not your guest star spotlight. He's not. Unfortunately, now I'm like all of this hype. It's like he should be. But that's incredible. That's like giving um uh Cicely Tyson level, you know, to be an actor, still a working actor at that age is like pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was 82. Wow. No, that's a lie. He was 80. 80 when he did did this episode. Wait, so that means when he was playing really old guy, he was not that old. They probably did age him up. Yeah. I'm really glad that Oscar has a companion he loves in Nora and that they're willing to work together and overcome this obstacle. And it just made me very happy. Yeah, I, I agree. I think from my comedic uh, side of things, I was just like, I was like, he uh, more concerned with uh, how he's going to be able to put it down than the prostate. Yeah. <laughs> but like when you think about it and it's like I – I jokingly like ask my mother, who I'm sure the listeners know by now, she's a pediatrician, but just asking her as a physician, I'm like, is there a, like an age that they kind of like cap it that, you know, that people shouldn't be getting down and dirty no more? And she's like, no. And that's like, you know, pretty amazing and beautiful. Like, you know, when you think about it, that it's just like, as long as you, you got it to keep giving. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, I thought that it was really beautiful because it like, I think it spoke to ageism in a sense and it just showed that like at the end of the day like you're still human and you still have these wants and needs and urges and like yeah like why wouldn't he want to choose life (laughs) and and what makes him feel alive over you know going through like radiation and like preparing for the end of his life you know so yeah I enjoyed him me too 
Me yeah. too. All right. So hello, Amelia. Nice to see you. Amelia! <sighs> Amelia caught Mark and Addison before Derek did, and she didn't say anything? How about that? I, I picked up that tea too. Yeah. I, like, did, I don't think that ever came out. I would love to see that be played in a flashback. I know. Um, but yeah. Well, that's... seeing that half of the parties are currently deceased, I don't know. We will. Right. I was going to put that too. I was just like, they're all dead. So it'd be a little difficult. A little um, hard. But yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember it coming out. Like, but I would have loved to see that because as we know, Derek was very hard on Amelia. Just oh, like, yeah. You Like, who is your loyalty to? I can see him just gaslighting her into being like, I, oh, your loyalty is to me. No one else, it's sure. to me. You can so see him giving that, that monologue. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was like really interesting information to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when Amelia says to Addison, you were always a, a way better sister than the ones that I had. I know. When she, I was like, oh, especially having, it's moments like that, that I'm just like, oh, I'm so glad I did do my Grey's binge. Cause it's uh-huh. like. We met Amelia's sisters, and we know how they are. Oh, so. my Lord. I, First hand. Oh, I just keep thinking about that dinner that they all had. That was a trip. Mm-hmm. That was a trip. Yeah, almost as interesting as um, April's uh, sisters, all of her redheaded sisters. Duckling. That episode. Oh, it was duckling. equally as funny. Yeah. But, um, duckling. That's right. Ducky. Wasn't it Ducky. Was it Duckley or Duckley? I don't even remember. Either I thought way. it was Duckling. Yeah, she didn't like it. Yeah. Probably wouldn't either. Okay. <laughs> 12 years later, and her voice is still exactly the same. That is some really good vocal health. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. one of my favorite things to do is notice when, <laughs> when actors and voices go out when they are series regulars. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know why it's like... I'm sure it's no fun for them, but to me, it's so, not so, but like, it's kind of comical because it's just like, but again, it's just like, but I think there's a part of me that loves it because it's just like, you're human. Of course, you're going to lose your voice when you're working like how many hours on set every day. And I've noticed it most recently in two series, Grey's Anatomy, of course. Like, I feel like there's one episode every season that I can definitely tell that Ellen is like, oh, yeah, I've had it. Oh, yeah. And it's so obvious. And she, like, works through it so beautifully. <laughs> and then, I don't know, did you watch, what's it called? Oh, my God. It's a series. It's, it's literally, like, the most basic title on HBO Max. Love, is it called Love Is? No. Love. This is Love? No, that's a podcast. Anna, Anna Kendrick. HBO. Oh. I'm literally Googling. I'm so sorry. No, yeah. I Love Life. Love Life. There was an episode like halfway through the first season with Anna Kendrick, too, that I was just like, oh, oh, girl was a little tired. Yeah. Like the, the boy, but it's like to be expected. But... Yeah, those long running shows. I mean, you're going to be sick once in a while. Although I keep wondering, like, obviously, the show must go on. Like every time it's like, if you take a sick day, how many people are off of work? Oh, that's so true. But I wonder how that's going to be going going through if it's hopefully like not COVID but you know if you have like a, a bug or you know yeah no Amelia's face looks so young in this so episode. babyish doesn't yeah, it yeah yeah isn't that crazy and, and not that Katarina Scorsone looks old at all now no but, no you know, she looks like a grown-up now and she, she does like a baby in this episode but her voice was exactly the same I agree. That's why when they were like 20 years old, I was like, I'll bite. I I can suspend my disbelief just because like, again, like knowing how she looks now, which is still like wonderful, but like, you know, it's, it's a significant difference. I was like, Oh, I have a a note just about her hair. I was like, it's so crazy seeing her with long hair. And it was Mm -hmm. crazy seeing her um, drinking, you know, too, because especially knowing that she's very Mm -hmm. adamant about her sobriety and like, you know, just recently even shared with Dr. Kai in an episode that, um, you know, that she doesn't drink. And so to see her like with a glass of wine with like Addison and Sam and them, I was just like, oh, this is like, this is early Amelia. Okay. Yeah. More than a glass of wine, I'd say. That should be something that you track. Let's track that together. Oh yes, I should. I should, because that's so interesting. Cause I sure didn't. (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't track it. But so I know there was like several nights that they had gotten together over the course of past couple episodes oh I mean not even like um you don't have to track like the number of drinks that she has but I mean like when she is in in partaking in yes when she is partaking in some sort of mind-altering substance I've got you about like keep an eye on how many she's throwing back and I was like okay I was ready to like keep tally oh no there's many (laughs) more important things that you'll have to do it's just like you know keeping an eye okay I definitely will I definitely will She's also, she's just such an incredible actor, and I was mad that we didn't have any scenes with her and Audra in this episode. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I would, I hope that, do we get them eventually? Because that, yeah. She is so good. Yeah. And I really enjoyed, um, child pause, because maybe I, I'd be, now I'm, like, mixing it up. But she did, she, she had a, a scene with Sam. Oh. In this I mean, episode. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, oh, I just want to make sure hot. I wasn't, like jumping into oh yeah that yeah that moment but they had like a beach a beach night moment too right with the wine yeah with the wine great okay so I'm not crazy I just wanted to make sure I wasn't getting it confused with episode 20 um yes I enjoyed her and Sam's scenes together a lot mm-hmm. I like that um I feel like they their relationship is so playful and very brother and sisterly like you know which is like I feel like we didn't get to see a lot of that with her and Derek in Grace because there's so much tension in their relationship. So it was nice to kind of like see that without that, you know, animosity kind of play out the way like Sam would like talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of it with Derek is like he's watching out for her. Mm-hmm. But my last note for hello, Amelia. So nice to see you <laughs> is People who say that the brain tumor caused Amelia's recklessness in surgery down the line, you know, in like, what is that, season 14 mm-hmm. of Grey's, mm-hmm. obviously have not seen private practice because she had that surgical ego from day one, as we see here. Yeah, yes, very much so. To the point that Sam commented on it. And what what did he say? Child stop standing there and act like a surgeon but this was the one he said or were you uh just trying to start a bunch of mess because yeah. you like to cut, cut. i was like oh, oh. i had to rewind it actually because i was like what did he say to her um yeah you're so right exactly we can't blame it can't blame mm-hmm. that on the on the brain surgery yeah I had to, and i always felt like even obviously before seeing her in the private practice episodes um I just feel like Amelia's just always been Amelia. Yeah. And that like, yeah, the, you know, it might be easier for people and even her to like try to blame it on something, but it's just like, I think she is the way she is. And that's why we love her. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and like how Addison says, she has the um, makings of a great surgeon. She, she really does. Decide to, you know, do it for her patients. Right. And we see that, like, it's so interesting that like we've seen her, reprimand other surgeons the way that we see her get reprimanded in this one so it's kind of cool to see how like that she has grown and yeah to see where she is now yeah Yeah. that's my last amelia note do you have any more before we go to miscellaneous do i girl i do not think so nope just that just that in her youthfulness that she was still able to offer some good advice to addison about like not settling and telling her that like you should want more for her personal life and for her patient. I thought that that was very intuitive, especially for her to just like be walking into this situation. But like, these are people that she knows, you know? So Mm -hmm. I'm forgetting that like, she's, she's not like she's meeting these people for the first time. So she can kind of like read into things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's listen to Margot's ramblings on Amelia. Oh, great. Perfect. Alrighty, hey y'all, it's Margot. I'm here today as your resident Amelia expert. Uh, if anybody knows anything about me, they know that she's my favorite character in the Grey's universe. So yeah, this is her first episode on private practice, which it's funny because when I do rewatches, <laughs> this is generally where I um start watching again it's not that I don't like the first two and a half seasons of private practice I just am so attached to Amelia that I just pick right up there and I feel like 
it just it just feels right to me. I feel like she fits in so well with the private practice crew. No spoilers, of course. I'm not gonna not gonna go there, but I don't really even remember what it was about her in this episode. I think she just came in with this like I don't know, this energy and this spark that we hadn't quite I don't know, gotten in a while from a character. And I mean, she's like a in terms of like the other characters, she's like a younger character and I just I think she adds that kind of like dynamic of like the like everybody's like little sister that like they care about and not to use that in a demeaning sense because I know that she's always felt inferior as like a youngest sibling and like having older siblings who are terrible to her but I mean that the sense that she's like so endearing and she just has a lot of people that care about her like older siblings uh like Addison and etc but yeah that's kind of where I first fell in love with her and it's it's been a downhill journey ever since and I've just grown so much more in love with her character I remember I sent to Sam like a week or two ago this um clip from an interview with Katarina Scorsone herself um that I found really really interesting and I really loved especially as a queer woman myself that the intention for Amelia was always for her to be a queer character, but, like, some of the lines got, like, I don't know, they ended up on the cutting room floor or something like that, because it was, like, supposed to be established that, like, the the professor or the woman that she was doing the fellowship with, they were in some sort of relationship with each other. And as soon as I heard from that interview, I was like, I knew it. Like, I knew all along that, like, I wasn't, seeing something that wasn't there like I just I just knew that there had to have been something there so yeah I just really loved hearing that straight from her herself obviously if anybody is up to date on present um grays they kind of know like what kind of significance that that has and I feel like that just makes me even more attached to her as a character because I feel like I relate to her in a lot of ways um, in the sense of like being a youngest sibling, being uh, a woman who is so interested in like studying the brain and stuff like that, but also just in how she feels things really, really deeply and really tries to connect to people, but sometimes kind of struggles um, with her own stuff. And I don't know, I just, I really relate to her. I really feel like I, she's one of the fictional, many fictional characters that I definitely project a lot of myself onto. So like her queerness was always something that I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely a thing, but it was never like technically canon. Arguably it was in my eyes, but as a queer woman, I see things from the perspective of a queer person. So there's always that kind of factor to it. But yeah, all in that to say, that interview was really cool. Um, if you have the chance to kind of watch the whole thing, she has a lot of insight about her character and you can tell how much she really cares about her character and the storylines that she tells. But yeah, she's a character that I adore so deeply. I'm actually recording this on a Grey's Day uh, on a Thursday and it's about to be a big episode for Amelia. So very exciting, very thrilled. I'm smiling so hard because I'm so excited about it. But yeah, you'll, y'all will probably hear from me again as your resident <laughs> Amelia Shepherd expert. Yeah, I love that she touched on all of those things. And that's something that I, we've touched on, but I really just want to, you know, hammer home is that mm-hmm. Amelia... Well, I just said Amelia because they're so interconnected in my brain when obviously like being an actor myself. I know that the character and the actor are two very different people. Sure. Katarina Scorsone is so tuned in to Amelia Shepard mm-hmm. that you can tell that she really, she knows everything that there is to know about the character as actors are taught to do. Mm-hmm. And she just cares and recently I mean there's a lot of Grey's hate all the time like people who don't watch it don't understand it and it isn't Mm -hmm. like style right it is (laughs) yeah she she sticks up for it she's like these writers know what they're doing it's a ride Mm -hmm. it's a journey Mm -hmm. this is not like I don't know this is not a Nora Ephron book this is a Nora Ephron series Nora Ephron isn't Mm -hmm. involved but I wish she were rest in Mm. peace yeah but yeah it reminds me of um any harry potter fans out there alan rickman who played snape in the movies 
was told details about Snape mm. that were not known by the rest of the cast or mm. by the general public. He was told by mm. the author, who I will not name at this time. He was told those details by the author so that he could play Snape in the best way possible. Wow. And that reminds me of how Katarina Scorsone plays Amelia. Yeah. 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 I think that's so beautiful. And yeah, it's the way it's the way a character should be portrayed, right? You know, because yeah. it's like if you don't know the inside and outs of your character, how can you can convey them uh, to their fullest to the audience, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, and we obviously don't know, have to know all of those details because when a good actor does their job, we can see it, right? Yeah. And yeah, as you were saying that, I'd like automatically thought back to, I think I've mentioned before that my brother is currently um, in his journey of grave and binging and the episode um, came up I think it was either the episode after Derek had passed but it's when Owen comes to Amelia and she's like mm-hmm. debating on whether to take the drugs and it's when she really has her first like re- allows herself to have the release and acknowledgement that Derek has passed and I was just like just everything just like her, her physicality of the character is something I've always admired it's just that like you can always see that like her wheels are turning and I feel like uh Amelia as a character and I'm sure like this might come through the you know the character's history of like going to like therapy and AA and all those things but she's so good at like kind of talking through what she's feeling in the moment Mm -hmm. and like so you can almost like see that on her as she's telling you so it's like you know she's not lying it's like I know you feel this way because I see you feeling it But uh, yeah, she's she's incredible. So I'm so excited uh, to see how her character just continues because she's she's been through it. It's so funny to me because you know where she is now and mm-hmm. you know, you know that she's been through things, even though you've only seen what she's been through on, on Grey's Anatomy. Right. Like, I don't even know what I'm in for on private practice. Do, exactly. you, <laughs> do you know any anything? I mean, you know that she's addicted to the substances. Mm-hmm. I forget the exact terms that she uses herself, but there, are there any mm-hmm. other plot points that you remember seeing and passing or hearing about? No, I think we're at a point in private practice now that I have never been to. So like, okay. I know a couple of episodes in the past, I've been like, oh, I remember seeing this one. Like, to be honest, the Naomi and Dr. Fife kiss is the last episode of Grey's that I, I'm sorry, private <laughs> practice. <laughs> Getting confused now. That I remember seeing um, that I had a deja vu moment that I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen that one before. But the other ones now, I think from that point on, everything is new to me because I didn't even know that Amelia oh, was a yeah. part of the private practice yeah. cast. So, oh my gosh. yes. So oh, and I know so, nothing. <laughs> I'm so excited and so terrified for you. <laughs> Girl, me too. I'm nervous. Cause like you said, it's like you, I kind of think I have an idea of like who Amelia is and like, you know, Oh, cause I know her from Grace, but she's had a whole life. And like, mm-hmm. she was introduced first on private practice. This is her first. So like, she hasn't even been on. Mm-hmm. Oh, so she literally started on private practice, yeah. not even on Grace. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. I'm literally like getting to know her backwards. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Okay. Yeah, and okay. I just want to touch on one more thing. I promise. I mean, Amelia's not even my favorite character. I mean, Bailey That's is, right. Bailey is my I favorite know. character. I know. I know. But I just have such respect for that actress and how she does things. I just want to touch back on what yeah. Margot said really quickly, that mm-hmm. Margot felt the queerness in Amelia's character without it being mm-hmm. said. And that, again, just speaks to Katarina Scorsetti's acting of – you know, that Snape, the Snape of it all, of mm-hmm. knowing more details than the audience knows. I love that. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. And like you said, like, you can like, you don't have to know. Like, as an as an audience yeah. member, you really don't. Like, when the actor's doing their job. Like, I remember being in a workshop once, and um, it was with, um, I'm going to mispronounce her name, but uh, Gabby Subade. Um, Gabby played- Sidibe, I think. Yeah, Sidibe, thank you who iconically, you know, played Precious and many other roles afterwards. But I was in a workshop with someone else and they were performing and it was like similar. It was a queer character, but that was never, yeah, never uh, spoken to. I think it might've been alluded to like in at some point in the monologue, but just something that she did like physically, mm-hmm. like, like something in her physicality, 
showed Gabby that she was just like, she was like, your character's, you know, gay, right? And like, and like, not that it like, not that it commented on anything else in the monologue, but it was just like, but it's just amazing how like those little subtleties, Mm -hmm. you can tell the story without telling the story. Yeah. Wait, you did a workshop with Gabby Sidibe before Precious? She no, this was after Precious, okay. um, but she was a she was a guest of uh, Tasha Smith, yeah. who's like infamously known for. Um, she's a director and an actor, but she's mostly known from Tyler Perry's "Why Do I Why Did I Get Married?" Um, those series, and uh, and she did a workshop, um, and she has her own like actor studio in L.A. and she's really great, and uh, she brought her in as a guest one day, oh. and it was uh, it was really cool, yeah. Melissa, living yeah. life for us all. Girl, please. I'm just <laughs> trying to get, gain all the knowledge I can. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, do you have any... I asked if you had anything more from Amelia. No, that was our end of Amelia. Yes, that was that was all I had. Miscellaneous. I only have one miscellaneous, and that's that... I believe this is the first time we're really seeing inside of Pete's house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I really love, like, the African, Central American, and Indigenous art in Pete's house mm-hmm. as, like, little mm-hmm. nods to his, you know, um, loving his healing medicine specialty and his training mm-hmm. in those places. Mm-hmm. We met his friend from Doctors Without Borders, remember? I forget if that was before the Melissa era or not. But um, the one who was smoking, Meg, I believe her name was. Yes, I vaguely, vaguely recall. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, how they work together in those areas. I just like that uh-huh. little nod in the um the the art department did a very good job in that set dressing there. Come on, design. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's so true. Yeah, I guess yeah, we haven't they haven't seen because he's always kind of over Addison. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's that's that makes sense. Yeah, and like why yeah. they weren't at Addison's house when Luke and Pete were sick. Why were they not at Pete's house? Because Addison definitely, like, there's scenes where Addison leaves them. Like, there's a, there's a, in, like, a couple episodes ago, remember Addison was like, I should go. And she literally, like, leaves Pete in bed with the baby. So I assume that that was Pete's house. No. But, but maybe it wasn't. Okay. I know. Interesting. Yep. Do you have any more miscellaneouses? Miscellanei? No, Miscellanei? I didn't didn't have many for this oh I did have one I said that the men's the men's scenes are so funny to me like anytime there's a scene where it's just like all the guys yeah it's always very comical mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that mm-hmm. <laughs> their bar scene was funny to me I I, I did love that I love that Fife yeah. was just like I'm gonna go get that girl's number and then not do anything with it I was cracking up cracking up I have feelings for Naomi very clear I was like he's not gonna get very very far no. in this venture <laughs> All right. Well, those are all of our official notes. Let's yes. go up to Sam's style. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about this one. I also went on a rant. Ooh. My Sam style for the day is Amelia's entrance outfit. It's that crimson oh. red top with a dark blazer and that matching red long beaded necklace. Mm. red is a choice and it's a very specific and intentional choice and really show shows us like what we're supposed to think about hurricane amy as sam says Mm. from the Mm -hmm. get-go i also Mm. have a side note though like i understand 100 that those long necklaces were the style in 2010 because lord knows that i had like 12 of them just like that and they're probably still in my parents house same but Mm -hmm. why is everyone wearing beaded necklaces to see patients like don't you remember how when you wore them and you bend down to like get something from your purse or to take a sip from the water fountain you had to like hold it to your chest hold it. It in the way and then you also if your hair was down you had to hold your hair as well and yep. I, I just it was an ordeal yeah yeah a whole ordeal. especially like well thank god it's just cooper he's the only uh doctor working in pediatrics but i'm like especially when you're working with like Pulling, babies and stuff yeah actually still Addison and them what am I talking about because I see the babies like outside of surgery and stuff so yeah, like, Addison yeah, and like Naomi. pulling on the dangerous yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a hospital room right not yeah. ideal no mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah that's my Amelia Amelia Sam style so yes Amelia uh style. I love it I made an entrance <laughs> <laughs> Amelia Sam okay tell us about our guest star spotlight please 
our guest star spotlight is none other than, and I was hesitant because I was just like, oh, we like already know so much about her, I feel, but I still went with it. It's none other than Katerina Scorsone, Scorsone, how does she pronounce it? Scorsone. Thank you for correcting. And it's like, I mean, I know that she obviously becomes a series regular so I, I guess not technically a guest star I don't know how she ep- was actually let me check for this episode yeah, right I, I wasn't sure how I she was, she was billed on this one credited as such that's guest star yeah did she know at this point she was going to be a, a regular <laughs> probably may not. or may not be in the trivia that's all right meaning that it is in the trivia <laughs> yeah she's a guest star for this so you can oh, spotlight great. her as such great so i can proudly spotlight her yes um she has been a professional actress since the age of eight when she was a regular on the daytime children's program mr Desip, for canada's cbc and uh, her full name is katarina remini scorsoni that's so cute um and her nickname um nicknames are cat and kitten uh which is sort of pretty yeah. cute um but a little bit more about her. She's the youngest sister of twins. Uh, she has a BA from the University of Toronto. Uh, I thought that this was pretty cool. She is a qualified canoe instructor and also enjoys kayaking oh. and swimming. Oh. Right? Pretty cool. Um, and she's appeared in every production by producers William Lauren and Glenn Davis since their CBS pilot Shock Treatment. And I'm not familiar with that show, but like, talk about an ongoing work relationship yeah. like that's pretty dope um and for her role on private practice as dr amelia shepherd she was introduced to shonda rhimes by the director and actor eric stoltz who had worked with her 10 years before and remembered that she resembled patrick dempsey so she won the role and became a regular on the series so it pays to look like people out here it does it does <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else here? Her daughter, Paloma Pippa, has Down syndrome, and her ancestry is Italian, Swedish, English, and Scottish. Very nice. Yeah. Yes, some facts about Miss Katarina. Thank you for sharing about that little-known person. Of course. Little-known. She probably doesn't appear again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right never ever once in a lifetime so you took one of my trivias about how she came to know Shonda Rhimes so oh that's okay, okay. Awesome. we have more we have more good, this good. episode scored 7.82 million viewers wow this episode marks the first appearance of Katarina Scorsone as Amelia Shepard who becomes a main character as of season four so it's not like she's going to be back next week, unfortunately, to, you know, continue okay. through. Gotcha. Yes. We have another giant paragraph of who was on Private Practice, who was on Grey's Anatomy, who was on this and that. Great. So most of them we've done before. So just in case you, for some reason, this is the first episode you're listening to, perhaps you're an Amelia Stan, just like our patron and friend Margot. <laughs> Yes. Kayla Lindy, played by Monica Kina, also played Bonnie Krasnoff in two episodes of Grey's Anatomy. That is our friend Bonnie from The Train Impalement. Michael Riley Burke plays Simon McConnell, also played Mr. Finch, who got his co-worker pregnant at an office party in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Judith mm. Hogue, who plays Angie McConnell, also played... Rada Douglas, who's Mae Whitman's mom, when Mae Whitman had that a severe case of scoliosis in two episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Derek Phillips, who plays Eddie Lindy, also played Dale Winnick in two episodes of Grey's Anatomy. That is our hiking trio that perhaps one was attempted murder or successful murder. You'll have to watch to find out. Mm-hmm. Now our new ones. Jack Axelrod, who plays Oscar Schmidt, also played... Charles Yost, a.k.a. really old guy in Grey's Anatomy, mm. and Greta Sasheda, who plays Nora, who is Oscar's companion. She was Shayna in an episode of Grey's Anatomy, and that is a friend of the face transplant patient who he had all these friends from the orchid chat room, but he didn't want them to come and see him. 
but um, lots of people apparently like orchids in Shondaland. I am um, drawn mm. to our Henry and May couple from a few episodes mm. ago who also met chatting about oh. orchids. Yes, I remember. Yeah. I love that. I thank you, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So many fun facts. We love the loyalty that Shonda has to, to the mm-hmm. actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to muse for us a little bit? Oh, yes. So much to muse about. Um, I guess I'll start off by saying I, I miss Naomi in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any mention as to where she was? Yes, she went to Switzerland I in the thought. last episode to see William. That's yeah. right. That's right. At I remember. Airport. And uh, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm excited for Naomi to get back into the the game. And what else? Um, mostly that I'm excited that Amelia has like joined joined the club. Um, I hope we see more of her. <laughs> um, I'm I'm interested to see um just how the how she like intertwines with the rest of this group because I think that she is a good fit. I'm just so interested to see like how her dynamic um will be in the mix of everyone else's. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be really fun. Fun to see who else here. Sheldon, I just love him more and right? more every episode. Right? He's just, he's essentially everyone's like free therapist. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but beyond that, like he's just such a great guy. And it's like, I feel like he he doesn't force anything. And I think that like, even when he would like really love someone, I'm thinking of Charlotte and like specifically, but even when like he loves someone or is interested in someone, he... um is really good about like having like a healthy boundary and still like willing to be their friend and stuff. But for that reason alone, like I want, I want someone to like come in that is just as all in as he is. And, you know, I'm ready for him to have like the, the love interest he's deserving of. And that's my little muse for Sheldon. Pete, I felt like Pete was like kind of passive in this episode. So I I'm interested to see if we'll get a little bit more from him in the, the future ones. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see like where, where Pete's head is, um, especially in regards to this relationship with Addison. Interested to see how long this, this will last. Um, what did you think about Violet showing up? Child. I saw it coming. I saw it coming. Oh, yeah. As soon as Pete was like, it's my, what did he say? Was his pizza? Oh, my Chinese food. His Chinese food. I was like, that ain't Chinese no. food. That's Violet. I saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> and um, I was just like, of course. I knew it was only a matter of time. I just didn't know how much longer she was going to take. And I was just like, oh, Lord, we are in for it, of course. And, of course, Addison is over when she comes. <laughs> that timing is just impeccable. Right after um, they were talking about how, you know, she was like, I'll leave. He was like, I don't love her anymore. Well, no, he did, he did not say that. That's why she got mad. I will always love her. Uh-huh. She's the mother of my child. I, mm-hmm. I knew. I mean, obviously I knew because I'd seen it before, but I could also see it coming. Of course. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I should have put this in trivia, but um, I did some research because we were talking about how, um, like, why Amy Brennan was out. Like, why? Yeah. Um, and it looks as though she had surgery for a chronic condition and was given time off to recover, which is great. We love an oh actual God. workplace yeah. accommodation. We love it. Absolutely. Wow. That's incredible. I'm so glad that they gave her the space to yeah. do that. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she's back though. I did I did yes. miss Violet. Yes. Um yeah, did I did I touch on all of our, our names? I believe so. Sam I guess I didn't say anything about Sam he still loves Addison it's still very it's still very clear I love that he's trying to even Amelia sees it right exactly how about that it's very obvious I know he's trying to be the bigger guy and like you know do the right thing at all but yeah those are some of my muses yeah (laughs) oh musy musers I kind of dug to the bottom of the barrel for my MVP because I was like yeah I don't, I mean, I can't quite give it to Amelia because she probably shouldn't have done that surgery by herself. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to give mm-hmm. it to Addison because I just didn't love her behavior this episode. We yeah. didn't really have Violet until the very end. We didn't have Dell. We didn't have Naomi. Um, right. I didn't 
want to give it to Charlotte. Like I was just going through and I was like, who can I give it to? So Mm -hmm. at the end of this three episode arc, I decided to give my MVP to Mr. Eddie Lindy for being a strong advocate for his wife and doing all that he could for her, whether it was a good decision or not, um, throughout Mm -hmm. this ordeal when she couldn't speak or advocate for herself. Because for as much time as we spend in hospitals, I feel like we don't talk, I mean, in this universe, not us personally, thank goodness, but um, we don't talk enough about patient advocacy and, Mm. you know, helping those who we love who are not in a position to advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. I love when you pick um, the guest stars because I like never, never see it coming. I forget like as if they're off. Right. (laughs) I think that's a wonderful choice because anytime there's like, anytime there's a couple, to be honest, that's guest starring, um, whether they're the patient or they're like, you know, seeking help for their child who's the patient I'm just always weary and I'm just like okay one of y'all is crazy right like, one of you is gonna cut Violet's baby of, out of her literally one of you is the weirdo so I'm just like always skeptical so it was actually really nice to have a good husband father you know so there in support like you said advocating because sometimes they're a little cray cray I mean, and you don't know what to He do. did try to kill her, but we just won't go there. <laughs> that part, that part, right, that he did do that, did Yeah, he? but hey. How quickly we forget. Right, it ended well. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Who's your MVP? Girl, I was so torn. I probably told myself I was going to make a last minute decision. That's what I, I did. I, I did that while you were musing. Did you? Yeah. Did you? See, I, I think I just have to go for it. And I'm going to... I'm going to go with who I've been riding with, I feel, for the past couple episodes now. I think I got to give it to Sheldon. He's just always, like, dropping so many gems. And I know it's so easy because he's, like, you know, his character is positioned to do that as a therapist. But just, like, so good at what he does. And he knows it without, like, being arrogant about it. Because every once in a while, they'll give him those comedic moments of being, like, I think I'm pretty great. (laughs) And it's, like, okay, Sheldon. But, yeah, like, him telling... um, who did he even tell this to? I think it was Charlotte that you're never going to have what you really want unless you put yourself out there and go for it. Yeah. And, and even when Charlotte asked him, like, why did you push me back to Cooper? He was like, because it's what you want. And I was so glad he told her that because it was so, it was so clear. And I'm glad that like Sheldon has enough awareness to recognize that like she wants to be with Cooper. So it's like, why not like nudge her in that direction? Yeah. And he did, he did something similar with Naomi in the, in the previous episode. Yes. Yes. He's just so mm-hmm. good at giving, whether it's in the elevator, <laughs> he's so good at giving impromptu therapy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why he's my MVP. Weary of tall redheads and trench coats. <laughs> Such a good line. Such a good line. <laughs> uh, my rating, and this also was kind of a stretch, motion sickness on an afternoon boat tour. May or may not Ooh. be speaking directly from experience. Ooh. It's all very nauseating, literally and figuratively. I'm thinking the stressful surgery with Kayla and the triplets, Amelia mm-hmm. waking Addison up from her sleepy life, as she put it. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanessa obviously angry with Sam for not sticking up for her. Right. Those are the different like nauseating things that I, I touched on. But when yep. you get back to dry land, you feel better. Like Kayla regaining yeah. consciousness, that adorable scene at home with Lucas. Yes, we get Violet back, but so yeah, it was like a, it you know it makes you feel uneasy. Yeah, not necessarily in like a scary way, just in a like I am not in control here. Whatever will be, will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. That's so, I feel like I have one very similar, oh. ironically. Um, but my uh, rating is uh. Waiting, waiting for the next yacht. Come um, on, boats. And I, it's a boat theme, man. Definitely a boat theme. And I think it was inspired by a recent Meg the Stallion uh, video that she posted on TikTok and also shared on Twitter um, that she had like a, a yacht day in celebration of her new single with Dua Lipa and. And things got kind of crazy on the water. <laughs> the the weather started acting up, and like I think she actually had to like be escorted like from the yacht on like a jet ski oh or God. something because the weather got so bad. But it was a very hilarious video because Meg the Stallion is comical <laughs> and she like voice voice overed the video. But I said that because I think that it goes to show that like 
that sometimes the waters are just like a little rough and you have to wait it out. And I think I see that most, most obviously, I think with Charlotte and Cooper and their relationship, I think that Charlotte, I think that she's like, I know time has passed, but I think that she's in a bit of a rush to like kind of uh, get back to the closeness that she and Cooper had. Um, and like, mind you, like, you know, he's been given time, more time than I think that like, you know, he's deserving of to like get over himself and stuff. <laughs> but um, but I think that Sheldon pointed it out really well in a scene with her and be like, look how long Eddie waited for his wife to yeah. wake up. You know what I mean? And so, and and, you know, so why why should she have to wait any less you know for for cooper in a sense and not that i'm advocating or encouraging men waiting on women in any situation <laughs> or women wait women waiting on men rather but but yeah I, I that was just like very interesting to me and similarly with um the situation with sam and addison and you know it's not it's not time to be on the yacht together <laughs> especially after everything had kind of blew, blew up with uh-huh. Naomi. Um, maybe now, maybe now that, you know, it's, it's out in the open, the truth is known. It's like, she has, she's feeling her feelings. She's felt her feelings. We're adults at the end of the day. Now that that's out in the open, maybe now we can get on the yacht together. But, you know, it's like, I think there's, it's how you wait matters. Um, and yeah, that's that's my rating. Okay. That still feels like I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel somehow. <laughs> no, I like it. I'm also thinking of how um, when Vanessa was breaking up with Sam, she said something like, what they have together, it's not mm-hmm. worth going through life with anything less. Basically her saying, yeah. which I agree, that um, she deserves better than what Sam is mm-hmm. able to give her at that moment. And she's not, again, I like agree. you said, going to wait around for him to treat her right especially when he obviously has such strong feelings for Addison absolutely thank you for joining us for this week's episode of beach houses and babies a private practice recap podcast please follow us on instagram at bhab podcast and be sure to subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or anchor to be the first to hear future episodes you can find me on instagram at, at melissa clark and on Twitter at at Melissa with three E's. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show and we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash BHAB podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 3, Episode 20. They are available to stream on Netflix and Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at Podcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com like our Amelia Scholar did, Margo, to be yes. featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. TGIT, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> That's rare. <laughs>